Hello. 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 Wow, look at you beautiful people. Oh my god. The beautiful people. The beautiful people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. When the DM smiles, it's already too late. It's already too late. Jesus. I do think that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one person in this party that could tell you it's true because they've experienced it with me before. Yes, or he goes quiet for too long <laughs> and he starts rolling dice. And that, yeah, that, that's also entirely a thing. Okay, so let's say we just jump right into it. So we open in the world of Vale. Um, it's a wonderful spring morning. Uh, very clear weather. There is a small village bordering on the size of a town, it concealed in a very heavily wooded area. This is an elf town, elf village, by the name of Meadras. Uh, it's primarily populated by wood elves, so we're seeing lots of tall, slender, graceful, long-haired individuals, lots of earthly colors, green, brown tones to the skin, uh, lots of browns and dirty blondes and blacks for the hair. Uh, animals are kind of running to and fro, uh, both wild and somewhat domesticated. There's uh, sort of near uh, near one of the further edges of town is a uh, a house not too large that doesn't indicate mm, posh royalty lives here, but it's also not too small not to indicate that there's anybody that seems to struggle. There's a rather well-off house. As we go into the house, there's a young, green-hued, green-skin-hued, green-hair elf sitting on her bed, just nose-deep in a book, no movement aside from the eyes darting left to right from every new line on every new page. Eventually, there is a knock at the door. The young elf looks up and hears, Penelope! Penelope, are you in there? Penelope! <laughs> My character looks up and she whispers, yes? Well, good, I'm coming in. The door opens and standing in the doorway is this uh, about five, eight wood elf with green tints to the skin uh, sort of a yellow green tint to the hair long flowing hair uh, she's dressed in these very very fine farmer's clothes you know it's not a fancy dress but it's something that says I do honest work even if I don't do it directly myself on the bed sits the first person of the party that we will meet, Penelope Starflower. Penelope, please explain your appearance. Um, 
So my hair is a wavy, uh, kind of forest green hair color. Um, skin, a lighter tone of green yellow and eyes a dark orange. I go ahead and wear a long dress that has quite fine um, materials in it and it also has a family crest of a star flower um, towards the bottom edge of the robes. And um, I also like to wear a cloak, but not one with a hoodie, more like just something to cover over me um, and I love to definitely have um, little knickknacks with me uh, it's one of my pastimes aside from also studying so I tend to carry around with me often at least one thing in my hand for sure um, little animals from just regular branches that I've found throughout the forest. Um, my favorite one, however, that I always keep with me is um, one that I've whittled of a bird. Alright. So, your mother looks at you and she kind of stares at you for a little bit with this contemplation. Her mind is obviously working. And then you see her eyes sort of squint a little bit as if she's confused by something. And she turns and looks up at the doorframe of your room and goes, ah, Will you please tell your bird to stop scaring me? <laughs> your raven just lets out a little ah! and then flaps on over to you and nestles on your knee and just stares at her unblinking. Ah. Anyway, I would, I would ask what you're doing, but I know the answer is reading. There's something I need you to do. Uh, you know my good friend, um, the one who runs the Elmwood Goods shop, Aleniath. Uh, well, it. I've had a talk with him this morning. And he's told me that there's been some things that have gone missing from his shop. Seemingly overnight, over the past couple of nights. But he won't try to make a fuss out of it. He just, you know him, grumpy old man. He just goes, I'll deal with it. Well, you're going to help him. I, I'm sorry, dear, but you have been spending too much time in your room since you have come back from school, and you need to get out of the house more. My character sighs, and she looks down at her raven, ah! and whispers, do I really have to? Your mom kind of looks out your door down the hall a little bit and you hear this little little whisper you can't really tell what was said but you could tell it's your dad down the hall and she just goes yes my character decides to place her 
her nice ribbon around her finger and she stands up. Okay. Good. Oh, I'm glad that's settled. She leads you out of your room, down the hall, into um, the sort of living space, the den of your home, where um, a familiar person is uh, standing there waiting for you. Uh, you recognize uh, the person that you met in the person you met in the forest not too long ago outside the village. You recognize Adonis. Adonis, why don't you go ahead and describe what she sees and for the audience? Alrighty, so for now, uh, Adonis will be wearing just a crude mask to hide his face, and then he's wearing a long cloak with a hood just to cover everything else. Yeah, he's very rugged looking uh, from all the adventuring that he's been doing. He tends to stay like outside of town most of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very Aragorn from first Lord of the Rings when he was just covered in the cloak and hood. A wooden mask covering most of his face. Same way you saw him before. He looks like he could have just walked right in from outside. And your mom goes... I've already spoken to your friend here because I know you get anxious around people. Uh, but I've seen the two of you talking before, and I'm. Firstly, darling, I'm so glad you finally made a friend. A human one. Ah! But he's agreed to go with you. Okay. Um, before walking out she goes ahead and places her normal as normal routine for walking out the door um, the pin that her mother gave her to pull back her hair so she can go ahead and interact with people as that was her normal way of presenting herself and right. her pin had the family crest on it as well the little star flower on the hairpin alright mm -hmm. so the two of you leave uh you know penelope you know where this shop is the uh elmwood's goods so the two of you make your way down there uh it's a typical morning you know uh as i said before lots of animals some wild lots of a lot of forest critters a lot of squirrels and uh smaller birds just kind of going in and out for you're not necessarily like anything completely wild and uncivilized where animals roam free it's just your town in the middle of some very thick woods so you're gonna get the creatures like that uh you see a boar run by and a couple of young elf children chase after it and then there's another one like no 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 come back bring him back uh, you know you pass the the sporadic scattered out half elf you know the offspring of one of the villages of your humble town or and uh, a human so one of those ones that like some people just tend to side eye because you're different uh as you pass uh the inn and tavern um why don't the two of you look at your character sheets and tell me what your passive perceptions are mine would be 13 13 15. 15. Alright. So, yeah, you will both notice as you walk past the inn, 
uh, the inn and tavern that there's, you know, the, the trash that's been placed outside, ready to be disposed of. Uh, you see a small figure, looks to be smaller, smaller in nature, seems to be curled up and is sleeping on one of the big trash bags. Um, it's the same individual that people have talked about over the past couple nights that's just kind of there, just kind of sleeps on the trash. And so you just kind of both give it a glance, look at each other, you know, you're like, well, it's nothing out of the ordinary. So you continue on your way and you eventually make it into the Elmwood Goods. As you walk in, uh, there is something that catches your eyes immediately, something the two of you haven't seen before. Uh, there's a individual behind the counter uh, Aleniath, the, the owner of the shop, an older elf, um, a bit experienced in the world, if you will, as uh, he's got longer, much longer hair than most elves have, uh, and even for being wood elf, his, his skin is much paler, his hair is much more uh, tinted with silvers and grays, and he has a uh, wrinkles which a lot of elves don't really get they're normally very very fair skinned very very nice complexions and there he is just he's he's traveled the world he's seen some things he's done some hard living what catches you off guard though is the individual speaking to him uh there is firstly it's the size of this individual they are um for lack of a better word jacked you know being in an elf town Penelope, you don't see a lot of big people, a lot of big muscular people. It's most elves are very lithe, very thin, and they can definitely have muscle tone and muscle definition. But this person is like just ripped. Looks like there's a baseball in their arms. Adonis, they're you know you're pretty muscular yourself, but this person is just like wow, they you might be on your level. But they're blue, which makes the two of you instantly go, what am I looking at? Um, you stare at the at the blue skin with these, what what blue skin you can see. Uh, they're also, ha they also have this swirling black ink that just tends to run down the arms. And there's horns, black ram horns that tend to come up and they loop back around the back of the head. I want the two of you to go to your character sheet and click on history and roll me some history skill checks, please. All right. With a 14 for Adonis and a seven for Penelope. I'm gonna have to say, Penelope, roll me another one because of how book learned you are. You've read a lot of books, and this is a definitely mm -hmm. an intelligence-based skill. So go ahead and roll me another one. We'll do this with advantage. Uh, that's better. Adonis, you're world-traveled. You've heard of these. You might have seen one of these before, but it's just the first time in a while, and you've never seen one up close. And Penelope, you've just never seen anything like this before, but you've read about these things. You both instantly go, oh, this might be a tiefling. Now let's get a full description of what this tiefling looks like from the player 
Yes, so I am uh, Theron Vita. Uh, Theron is a beefy boy. He's got cake, that's for certain. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So he is a Cerulean tiefling. Um, I can't actually, I don't remember what we had labeled for a height, but I believe it was somewhere around six foot, just above, perhaps? Six even, is what I recall. Yeah. Uh, If you click bio on your character sheet, it'll show it there. We did plug it in. It's not on there for me. (laughs) Ah, okay, there it is, there it is, yeah. So he's six foot, 165 pounds, give or take. Um, What you notice on him, those black tattoos, um, do they know what those are? Um, you, you've probably seen them around, though you may not be fully aware of what they are. Yeah, possibly not fully aware. Uh, didn't really go into that yet yeah. for, for that reason, so we'll yeah. so burn that bridge when we get to it. You've probably seen them around. Um, he's 24 uh, and a medium build as far as tieflings go, although he he has done some weightlifting in his day he's definitely done some uh some carrying of of random odds and ends um his hair is jet black uh his eyes are pure light gray um there's there's nothing in them other than light gray uh but he seems to be good-natured um you can tell that he's a he's a relatively jolly fellow um he's got a full beard which is just the epitome of masculinity. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he seems to, to have just um, a helpful tone about him. Yes. As the two of you enter the shop and he looks back at you, you're initially hit with that, what am I looking at? But you don't feel threatened. It's just kind of like that. Hmm? Sort of like when a dog looks at you. Just that, oh. Um. The shopkeeper, Aleniath, uh, who, Theron, you have been um, having a discussion with about potentially having a business partnership. He kind of holds a hand up to you and looks back and he goes, I, yes, can I help you? Yes. So I've, like I've been saying, I'm hoping to establish some new trade routes for my family. Yeah, yes, 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 young, and we, we've had those discussions. I just need to make, see if these new customers are here for our purchase, and then we'll go back to our conversation. Yes, you two, can I help you? Penelope, his, his muscles are intimidating me. The character looks over at the tiefling and looks over at the owner. I, uh, uh, mm-hmm. She looks over to Adonis. She gives you, she gives you that look of like, speak for me. Like, oh yes, um, sorry, I was, uh, so, uh, it's Alineas. We're here to help you with your, I guess, goods? What goods? All my goods are here. Are you to purchase any? You're missing. We're here to help. <sighs> Leah, you put your nose in business too. Yes, yes, come in, come in. Uh, excuse me. Sir Peter will 
resume our conversation in a moment. Oh, of course. <sighs> well, since you're here, no point in turning away, help. There's... Well, there's been a bit of trouble in here. It seems that every night when the village tends to shut down for everyone's nightly meditation during that four-hour window, someone has been coming in here and taking things. Or at least I'm noticing they're gone in the morning. Could be anywhere. And I don't really know. Is there anything specific that's been taken? Specifically, so far, I've had uh, a sack of grain go missing. Um, a couple of... Uh, belts and satchels and oh, what was the and a, a, a couple of uh, hoes for the gardens and for the farms uh, that doesn't seem to be any real rhyme or reason to what's being taken uh, it's just sort of what can we get our hands on this time kind of vibe hmm. if, if, if I may uh, intrude I I do believe I know someone who specializes in finding things that have been taken kind of at will. He looks over at you, gives you the quick up and down. Well, I suppose since you already heard, and these two are already here, why not? Let's let the whole village know. Certainly. Bray, who, who would it be? Ah, an acquaintance of mine, uh, Ortor. Well, well, who am I to turn away? Oh. Willing, willing help, certainly. So go, go, bring, bring your friend here. Indeed. So you step out. Uh, Adonis and Penelope, do you follow or do you stay with Eleniath? I decided to stay inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay. You'll stay? Now, Olenia, okay. you mentioned that he is a Vida. Oh, what is that? Yes, yes, part of the Vida. He's just trying to establish trade. And, and then he just begins to start to ramble as to why he doesn't want to work with anyone outside of himself. I built, built, and have run this shop for 160 years, and there's no need for... And, and you sort of get that immediate regret of like why did i ask this question <laughs> just do the robert Downey uh interview like uh-huh uh -huh. yes 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 you see you uh, yes theron you head out the shop and you kind of stand there for a second look around try to get your bearings and you're like mm -hmm. that way <laughs> you make your way over to the inn and the tavern and instead of walking inside, you go around the side of it into the back alley and go to the, the trash that has been set out and the big bag with this curled up individual on top. Uh, can I uh, like act out going around the corner? Sure. <laughs> what do you got? Otto, Otto, friend. Are you around here? Smells like you. <laughs> I believe this is where I left you. Are you around here, Otor? <laughs> so as you're walking down the alley, calling it out, you eventually see him. 
does not appear to have Ah, eh, you know what? We'll do We'll do this. <laughs> Perception? Or... Uh no, I flip a coin for that. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Lady Lux coin. I've got a twenty on one side. And a one on the other. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you for uh, the follow there. So, uh, yeah, you make Appreciate your way it. down the alley, and <laughs> you find Ortor, and he is out. <laughs> Ortor, wake up! Wake up, I say! <laughs> How long have you been sleeping? Like a young, posh... <laughs> sleeping the day away once it. again. <laughs> yes, I have. Ortor, I have a need for you. Ortor answers without even opening his eyes. <laughs> what are you asking of me this time? <laughs> Things have been going missing from a local shopkeep, and I'm trying to establish a trade route. Can you help me, Ortor? Uh, all right. You've already disturbed my sleep now. I knew you'd help out a friend. <laughs> so Otor sits up on the trash bag, looks at his shoulder and just brushes off some refuse. Just kind of gets up, stretches. You just hear the <laughs> of his spine popping as he's just, oh, that's nice. The two of you make your way back to Elmswood's Goods. Uh, Can I Adonis, make yes. it a point that like Theron does not acknowledge the refuse like at oh, all? Yeah, this is completely fine. normal for Theron. <laughs> oh yeah, you you've known Ortor <laughs> for for a little bit now. It's it stands to reason he's gonna come with either some garbage or refuse at some point in time. Of course. Uh, despite all the times you having saying like, you know, I could, I could get you a room. We could sleep in the inn, Ortor. He's just like, nah, I like my money. <laughs> Too posh. So hey, the two Mike, of you enter Elmswood's goods. Adonis and Penelope, you turn around as the door opens, and there stands the beefy blue tiefling. And... A small individual who, while carrying a pungent stench that is somewhat familiar, the individual themselves is not too familiar. What do they see, Ortor? Uh, I am a gnome. Three foot five, and I weigh 35 pounds. With brown skin, veil eyes, which is kind of like a green with a slight hint of blue, I believe and like shoulder length ginger hair that's just red red and a little messy dirty <laughs> in more ways than one uh <laughs> remind me again do you have any facial hair um i'm gonna go with no no so at first glance the two of you see uh theron the, the tiefling walk in and you think both of you just have that fleeting thought of, like, why did he bring back a child? <laughs> but then as you look at him a little more, you notice, oh, he's got a good bit of gear to him. You spot what looks like could be a knife or something on his belt, and you're like, uh, those eyes have seen a bit more of the world. So probably not a kid 
and then the two of you do sort of process. Oh, it's a gnome. The sleeping gnome that we just passed. Eleniath, on the other hand, goes, Why did you bring back this child? I thought you said you knew somebody. Of course, he's best in the business. Have, have your stuff squared child. away in a jiffy. I am much older than I perceive to be. Okay. He just kind of stares at you for a second and then just goes, All right. Well, as I said, it seems that some of these things are going missing over the night. I come in each morning and some of these things are missing. Uh, uh, what were some of the items, right? The, the bag of grain. Uh, the tools, a couple of belts and satchels for farm hands and farm animals. There's no real rhyme or reason as to what's missing. It just sort of seems like things go missing. Just randomly. They seem to grab what they can carry. By coming in during the trance, that tells me that it's somebody in this town and that they know about the town and also know my work schedule and the way around my shop. This is my shop. Uh, so do you have any competitors? Competitors? There's plenty of competitors. There's a bunch of shops down here. We all sell different things, but we all still dabble in a couple of the same things here and there. If I had to, if I had to say who I think it is, It'll be one of these other shopkeepers. I would say start asking them. See if any of them know. But it seems like they're just stealing normal farm equipment or just farming stuff, correct? Yes, and they're stealing from me. I understand, which is unacceptable. know of any local farms that may be nearby just the ones where we grow the food for the inn and the the wheat and grain for the animals no none might be struggling no most of us all here work together you know oh your crops are not growing enough here, take some more seed. Oh, your tools are broken here, take this and pay it back when you can. Which is why this is extra infuriating. Not anybody out to be... to try to get you? You don't have any enemies that you know of? You instantly see his eyes narrow with this anger. <sighs> Trakos. Down the street, there's another shop. One that's more dedicated towards the farm animals than the farmers themselves, as I am. It's run by Trakos. I think it's him. Maybe that's a first shop. Uh, have I had any history of trying to trade with, with Trakos? Uh, you have not. 
Okay. Uh, this was the the first shop you've spoken to, and after looking at all the other shops and how some of them seem seem to be more gravitated towards, uh, you know, the farm animals or like farm equipment, this was the only one with his uh, sacks of like grain and wheat and flour. He's the only one that's like, eh, this is stuff that's worth trading outwardly. Everything else is sort of it exists for the town. Sure. Well, it seems like a good place to start the investigation. I do agree myself. Seems like we have quite the formidable team. Shall we go and scope it out? Before we do that, maybe a formal introduction would be... good? Of course. I'm Theron. Theron Mastery Vita. As blue as the sky. All right, I am Adonis, blessed by the gods, champion of mortals, and speaker of Penelope. Penelope looks at the individuals, and she nods silently. (laughs) (laughs) When he says speaker of Penelope, he kind of gestures in her direction, and you all just see these little little faint eyes and cheeks kind of poke out from behind Adonis enough to nod at each of you, and then she just kind of goes back behind him a little bit. I am Ortor Knackle, but most people call me Cloak. You hear Eleneus kind of grumble as you say your name. And he's he's giving you a dirty look, Cloak. You get the you get the impression he doesn't doesn't really subscribe to the fan of Cloak fan base. But he just goes, <laughs> all right, well, away with you. I guess we leave. <laughs> all right, two circles. Four of you step out. And uh, you begin making your way down uh, the other two or three shops in the area. Making our way uh, downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Walking fast. Permanent disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, no, you're fine. Um, you eventually... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you guys do come to the shop that is run by another wood elf. Uh, this one... This one, oh boy. You guys go in and you see another elf. And Theron and Adonis, the two of you, instantly feel... You feel like you're looking at individuals the size of what Cloak sees when he looks at you. This elf is absolutely massive. Like tall or just or jack tall? Yes. Standing, <laughs> yes. Uh, standing, standing taller than most wood elves do. Uh, most wood elves, you know, elves can range anywhere from high five to high six feet wood elves kind of sit in the middle this one's looking like a 6364 wood elf and uh adonis your head could fit inside his bicep this wood elf is oh. massive I feel intimidated everyone you think we can take him on he's got uh very short very well-kempt brown hair um some light scarring on one side of the neck that looks like it may have uh been inflicted many years ago and he uh, has his back to you when he walks in but as he turns around and you see all this to what do I owe this pleasure 
<clears throat> Hello, greetings. Uh, my name is, is Theron. Uh, blue, blue is the sky, and 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 he looks him up and down, takes takes him fall in, and 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 not quite as as thick as this guy. Um, <laughs> how do you do? <laughs> oh, just not ready for that. Because of that, um very specific on this because of that cloak i'm gonna give you advantage on your next persuasion check that involves this elf because you're just like wow that was terrible and it rhymed (laughs) (laughs) so don't mark inspiration on your character sheet because it doesn't apply to everything it's just your next persuasion or your next charisma check involving this elf okay (laughs) hello my name is Trakos Galenadel. This is my shop. What can I help you with, Theron Vita? Ah, uh, yes. Well, we were uh, passing through town and and uh, trying to. Did I say my last name was Vita? <laughs> I recognize. He. You could tell he glances at your arms. Your symbol. Oh, of course. Uh, Theron is, like, visibly, like, uh, intimidated. <laughs> um, so, so if someone could bail him out, please, God. <laughs> oh, uh, we were looking to begin trade with, with uh, the shops of the town, and, and um, we're wondering what, what, what your wares were. How, how goes the trade? The trade goes well. I'm most of my wares uh, are meant for the farm animals and domesticated friends of the woodlands. <laughs> he looks down at you. Your hairpin. You're a starflower. Yes? And she nods shyly to him. Indeed. Your family are good people. Is there anything I can help you with? Um, she looks over to the rest of the crew and she looks over to him. Would I be able to see your. Uh, animals that you're currently helping? I have none here, young miss. I simply sell the things that people need for them. Food and the like. Do you know if they're taking care of any in specific? I beg your forgiveness, but... The looks on your faces, you're not here to talk business. I would like to respectfully ask that you say what you came here to say. We're trying to inquire about grain or just general farm equipment. I'm down here. (laughs) (laughs) You'll want to go down the street to the Elmwood Goods for that. 
Is that where yeah. is that where I was like the previous shop or? Yes, that is the previous shop you all came from. That is the shop that the things have been going missing from. Okay, good to know. We stuff has been disappearing, and we were told the next place might be here to find the proper goods that we're looking for. And who told you this? Is that of concern at the moment? Potentially. Because somebody would be spreading false information and sending customers out of their way to a shop that doesn't have what they need. Well, if you're trying to help farms, shouldn't you have the required stuff? I help farm animals. What things have been going missing? Well, there was a satchel and, and a hose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the three of you, even Penelope, for one small item, just tend to grumble off all the things that have gone missing. So everyone's just like, this man is massive. I am in awe of the size of this lad. Alenia sent you here, I presume. Yes. <laughs> and I would imagine he thinks I took them, did he? Uh, he didn't outright say it, and in fact, he he just said this would be a good place to start. I, I am not lying. Great man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. I mean, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> You're telling the truth. It's not a question of whether you are or not. It's a question of whether he believes it or not. Sure. The good news is it's not at disadvantage because he could tell somebody to be that afraid. They're probably being honest. Ooh, a 20, Ooh. 21. He kind of leans back a little bit. All right. So he kind of <laughs> leans back a little bit. No, I didn't take it. Although, I'm not one to spread rumors unnecessarily. But not many people are shopping over there lately, and with his business at risk of ending, I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing it to himself. A little cry for help. Hmm. Are you suggesting that we search, search a warehouse? There are no warehouses to be found here. We keep on hand what we need, but if you were to search his house, or maybe the back of his shop, potentially you'll find your missing things. It's not difficult to simply pull something off of the floor in a small town and say, it's gone. I see. Well, thank you for the, for the input. Wouldn't. Yes, of course. It wouldn't be the first time he's sabotaged himself can i roll insight on what he's saying right now the words certainly go ahead did it not roll other because eh. a 12. uh having having not had too much 
firsthand experience with trading yet, but coming from the family you come from and, you know, being involved in as many trade deals as you've seen and lots of sitting there and watching, you can tell when somebody's holding something back, when there's something they want to say, but they don't really know how or they feel it's probably not a good idea to say this. There's definitely something he wants to keep talking about, but he, it, you get the vibe that maybe he's Maybe he's unsure about it. I lean in close and I, I pat him on the shoulder. Like, you know, the where you grab him kind of like arm to arm kind of thing. Like like that. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, yeah, okay. My friend. My 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 large and, and financially <laughs> successful friend. Is there something that you want to say? <laughs> that you're not telling us? Plenty I want to say, plenty I'm not telling you. You are aware that he was an adventurer in his youth, aren't you? I wish not. No. Yes. He was part of a group I was in. Two of us traveled together for many years. There were four of us. Kind of glances over at the four of you, much like the four of you, only less diverse. If I may respectfully say. Oh, of course. It was the two of us. A dwarf. A dwarf wizard. A wizard by the name of Yorn Ironblood. And... He, still leaning forward as you've got the, the Spartan embrace on his arm. Mm -hmm. He kind of shoots a... Again, a dirty look is given to Cloak. A gnome rogue. Ah. A trickster. Never knew his real name. He only ever told us to call him. The four of you, even without an inside check, can see the pain in his eyes as he's about to say this. Tackle box. <laughs> You can fuck. I, you know what? I'm not exaggerating when I say you can taste the disdain in his mouth. <laughs> he says that, and you're just like, oh, he really hated that. Oh, of course, yeah. It's a serious situation that I definitely did not laugh at. <laughs> so I, I guess I look towards, um, look towards Ortor. Uh, Ortor, have you heard this name before? This tackle uh, box fellow? I I don't believe I have. They're not not in any way that would assist you. Uh, be, you know, most gnomes, much like yourself, go by nicknames, and most gnomes get many nicknames. So the question isn't have I heard tackle box before, it's have I heard of somebody who fits this description of having traveled with these two gentlemen and did not ever give a name aside from tackle box nah. hmm. so you just you just give theron that that like i'm tired face and go no because you know that's the short answer and if you go any other explanation you're going to be here for about 20 more minutes <laughs> oh, tell us about this tackle box then what has he done to you it was simply annoying Disarmed many a trap in dungeons and 
caves we delved sprung an equal number and got arrested even more. I have no disrespect to gnomes, friend, but I can tell by your attire you're a light-footed one as he was. And that is what I am not fond of. May I ask, has he stolen from you in the past? Not that I'm aware of. We all went our separate ways after Aleniath misplaced one of his belongings and sought to blame it on the rest of us. A bit too much infighting, and the four of us went our separate ways. Now, also you have said that the shopkeep has misplaced stuff in the past. In our youth, lost some hefty coin, and uh, among a few other things, mostly food rations and a, uh, a very nice dagger that was made for him by a client that hired us. Both of us being from this village, it was a bit awkward to come back here together. But we've kept to ourselves since then. So if he is having, dare I say, the audacity to accuse me of stealing his things, I would encourage you investigate the source first. Very well. Well, we we appreciate the insight, and I I, I finish the pat pat on the arm and kind of back off. Your hand stings a little bit. It was like slapping a frozen beef. <laughs> so I guess I look towards the group. Um, so do we investigate the the first shop? That would uh, be my guess. I'm actually going to look back at uh, Trakos. I like to uh, ask Trakos, um, do you know where the his house might be located? I cannot condone breaking into a man's house. I can tell you. It appears from outside eyes, personally, it appears he may live in his shop in the back or something of that nature. Alrighty then. I believe I have the information I require. Um, I think I think we should get going to the other shop. Is it possible for my character to look around his shop as far as the items that were taken to see if he has any and to refer maybe an animal in specific that could be related to the um, objects that were taken? Uh, make sure I understand. You're looking in this new shop for the objects that were taken from the last shop. Yeah. Well, just or or reference... anything that indicates they could be here. I'm um, assuming because due to the items that were taken, the grains, you know, like you can maybe somewhat infer a specific animal, a specific critter, or mammal, that is? Uh, 
could if you knew exactly what it was. All he said was it was a bag of grain. And a few like, belts and flashes, right? Yeah, and a few few belts to like tie things down to like oxen or other animals of those nature. Or um there the information that was given to you regarding the missing items uh, none of it was enough to specify this is going towards a specific animal. It's just these are the things that went missing. So if you still want to look around for them, though, we can have you roll a investigation check. Okay. Would the shops have like their Ooh, like their winnies? Oh wow! That um, yeah. Like, Carry does on. each shop have, like, a their own marking to those products of their own? Or are they just, just general stuff? Um, due to the, the small size of this town and um, how Eleneth said that most everyone here tends to work together with basically freely giving and taking things that are needed. Okay. Uh, there's, no, there's no real markings uh, short of, like, very specific items. Uh, for the most part, it's just we help each other out. Okay. Uh, Penelope with a nat 20 on the investigation. If there is one thing that doing nothing but reading books your entire life has done for you, you have quick eyes. You can scan an area, search for the information you need, and in the time it takes somebody to go, hey, look, it's a, there's a picture on the wall. You're like, there's a safe behind that picture. You know, you just, you got quick eyes. You process information quick. At the end of that conversation, you're like, cool, time to leave. As you turn around, 180 degrees, turn around to face the exit of the shop. You keep your head moving to survey the entirety of the shop. And immediately, before you even take your first step, you're able to go, it's not here. This guy is telling the truth. He did not take these items. In that case, uh, my character looks up to Adonis as soon as we walk out and then hovers over to the rest of the other group members and she whispers, it's definitely not here. He is telling the truth. I tell Theron that I can finally breathe. Having two beef boys in there was too much. <laughs> <laughs> What what a time that was! <laughs> not for me, not for me. Some some strict companionship and 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 a lack of air. That's what I like to see in a in a trading environment. I was suffocating. For someone like me, that was suffocating. <laughs> Perfect. Otto, how how did you feel inside? Uh, the usual. I'm used to looking up to people. Nothing intimidating, but you know. Uh, Extra large features. I'm used to people being bigger than me. Okay. And how do you feel about Echobot? Would you ever call yourself that? That seems like a not very wise choice of a name. <laughs> I mean, it's very misleading, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they could be a jack of all trades. They might have many capabilities. 
or just be useless as a tackle box. Yeah. You could deceive people, I guess. That is also true. Are you guys walking and talking, or are you just standing outside? Walking, the <laughs> walking and talking. <laughs> I'm glad you guys said that, because if we weren't walking, Theron was literally just staring at the sky, because he is not wise. He's intelligent, but he's not wise. <laughs> I don't have uh, a smart boy either. <laughs> oh, boy. But Penelope, that was good. That was... Yeah. So, uh, let's say we do my favorite pastime until perhaps, uh, evening and, uh, go to an inn and, and consume some alcohol. So we'll go to the, uh, <clears throat> consume some beverages, mm -hmm. and then when time comes for them to meditate, are we camping out to, uh, see if this little thief of ours or... <sighs> You know, ever shows up? I I think that a little bit of uh, reconnaissance is at hand here, and um, we might be able to gather some more information from the innkeeper. You just so, want it, don't you? Yes, I'm quite thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm down for some ale. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> Slap him on the back. <laughs> How close is the inn to... Uh the shop i mean it's a pretty small pretty smallish village so not too far away at all Ever. well he he said the his he had a theory of him living in the back so do I we say... walk past it maybe to get oh to the it, is that the question yes you would pass elmwood goods to get to the inn Can I, like, stop and, like, take a, like, walk around the building or look to see if there's any other entrances other than, like, the main door into the shop as we walk past? Yeah. So, excuse me. So, as you guys touch past Elmwood Goods, uh, Cloak says, hold on one second. Quickly dart down the side and uh, check it out. Are you, you know, just casually walking along or you trying to not be seen or what's the scoop there, super shooter? Um, I'm just going to casually walk around it because I would imagine people are used to seeing me in the alleyways of my tattered nature. Nah, not awake, but yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you just take a, take a quick lap around the building, and you don't see anything, like, abnormal. You do see what you're looking for. There is a back entrance that looks like, um, you know, maybe, like, if stuff is delivered to him, he keeps some of it back there, or it could maybe lead into a living space if he has any. Um, and a couple of the windows are big enough Excuse me, I don't know where that's coming from. A couple of the windows are big enough to get in and out of, but uh, not too many, only like two or three, maybe. Is there... So as I walk past the windows, is there anybody that would be nearby at the time? Nearby as in the immediate area? No, but you are... I'm just getting sweaty in these things. You are completely visible because the windows are not at the 
back. The windows run like the sides, and they're mostly windows uh, of the shop portion. Okay. Never mind that. I was gonna see if like if there were windows like in the back of like where the back entrance may lead to. No, not back there. Like no. to peek in. Like you were trying to peek in, basically. Y yeah, if there was a back window to see if anything was of interest back there. So it's just the rear door of the building and the front door. Correct. Alright. I will go back to the group and tell them of my information. I, I I walked around the building, guys, and all I could see were just the windows into the shop and just a back door. I do not have any knowledge of any possible other areas that he could be in or ways out. How clean were the windows? I always say a good shopkeep always keeps his windows clean. Uh, they were windows that were pretty clean. You know, they're in, you're in a town, in the woods, like mini forest. So there's always going to be that degree of like pollen and stuff. But for the most part, like as clean as they could be. A prideful shopkeep. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, shall we go to the inn then? I say let's shall. Penelope, have you ever been to an inn or a tavern? She looks down and she just shakes her head. No. Don't worry, we'll go to the corner and I'll stay away from what you You'll be fine, I promise. Hey everyone, Shadowrack is here, the voice of Theron Vita. And I hope that you are enjoying our very first attempt at a D&D podcast. Uh, so this is Half Luck. Welcome to the group. Uh, we do stream this every other Friday at twitch.tv slash shadowrockets. I just have a few announcements to make since we don't have any sponsors so far. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize ahead of time. Uh, I didn't quite run my calculations correctly for weight, and Theron is actually 220 pounds. I believe I said he was 160 pounds before. Uh, also, if you didn't quite catch it, there's going to be some updates uh, to Adonis's mask as we go along. So there's going to be a few changes as we move throughout the storyline. If you'd like to follow along the storyline in real time, we do stream our podcast every other Friday uh, at twitch.tv slash shadowrockets. Uh, that is S-H-A-D-O-W-R-C-K-T-S. Uh, additionally, we do upload these files to YouTube if you'd like to watch later uh, to get a visual of what we're all doing. Uh, we do have our webcams on, and we'll be getting more webcams on and, and more visuals up and running as we progress. Uh, that being said, uh, our audio solution is going to change after these first two episodes, so hopefully we get some higher quality audio for everybody uh, in episode three or so. Anyways, I'll get you right back into the action, and I hope you enjoy. So you guys head over to the inn. Um, there's, um, it's one of the biggest buildings in the town. It is very pristine from the outside uh there's a big green leaf of a sign that hangs down uh indicating that you are at the green leaf inn 
So, you guys walk in. Uh, it's it's a very nice inn. Uh, very well kept. Sort of like a uh, what's a what's a real world restaurant that's sort of like high end but not really. Kind of like Olive Garden. <laughs> you know, okay. like it's you'll never find ever ever find a trashy Olive Garden but you could definitely find those ones that are like, oh, this is fancy, you know? Uh, very nice, very calm, very quiet. A couple of people sitting and eating, a couple of the... of uh, the... half-elves of the town and village are just sitting at a table on their own because most people are just giving them that side-eye. Uh, a shorter... Wood Elf kind of looks over at you, at the four of you. She's got her hair pulled back in this bun, this very light green tinted hair. And she goes, one moment, make yourselves busy. And all the half elves get up all of a sudden. And you notice they're all wearing aprons. Uh, one of the shorter half elves with black hair pulled back in a single braid walks over to you um, and you met with the where would you like to sit uh, yeah, booth please cool. near the back this way please you led to the back you sit down in the booth four of you kind of get comfortable it's nothing Nothing padded, nothing cushioned, but it's uh, very well made to where, you know, it doesn't hurt to sit on. And uh, he just looks around and he's like, what can I get you? Ale for me, please. I'm sorry? Ale. We... We don't have... Ale. You have that... We have a fine assortment of elvish wines imported from elvish cities across uh, this region of the continent. Theron is very sad and he is not hiding it well. <laughs> Big old disappointment face. <laughs> she says, he says, no ale, and you just hear gunk as two horns hit the table. Do you have anything, uh, cheap and would do the trick I suppose we do have some mead but it's not really kind of leans in it's not really strong well if I drink enough will it <laughs> ah quantity over quality I like this one yeah <laughs> yeah I think you'd be drinking into the morn, my lord, but possible. <laughs> Just improbable. Do, do you have wine that tastes of ale? I'll, I'll just bring you something. I'll bring you my favorite or something. Of course. Kind of just, kind of just walks off, stops. Any food? Ah, you know, this this reminds me of uh, an inn I stopped at up north that had this wonderful endless salad. <laughs> and I, 
Theron, as he says that, he kind of like runs his gaze over the three of you, and when you go back, the half elf's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like like a garden of olives, this place was. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful bread. <laughs> The endless of the breadsticks. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I believe it was called, uh, Olive Basket. <laughs> I can't, but I can't remember. Try to drink here. Son of a <laughs> And just like that, inserted Olive Basket into the world. Oh, fuck. Can you even go with like something different, like grape or something? <laughs> grape god, grape god, and got to go for that alliteration. <laughs> grape god. Ah, uh, grapes are much too fancy for the north. Anyway, well, they do make wine, so that's this is true. When you go to the south, that's not as fancy. So the raisin garden. <laughs> raisin garden with flapjacks instead of pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> the worst time to take a drink. And it seems like everyone there is always fighting. Always fighting. But they're they're a rowdy bunch. They're a good a good what time. Are they McDonald's. They're the last people to evacuate when a hurricane gets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, now it's now it's raisin garden and Waffle House mixed together. <laughs> But you know what they always say? At least they, they always tell me at least there's no tornadoes or earthquakes, so I suppose Adonis is putting a hand on Theron's forehead like, Are you feeling okay? What? No, I'm uh, uh you, you brought some wines and uh unsurprisingly a basket of bread. How how is the wine? Genuinely. Uh I mean, if you're looking for, like, a description of what wine actually tastes like, you're talking to the wrong person. I don't drink. But I know how to wing it. It's a very, uh, very sweet wine. Uh, there's a little bit of tart to the aftertaste. Uh, you taste a lot of apricots and berries. Uh, raspberries more so than anything other. Uh, it's very... Not very. It's smooth, but there's that hint of, like... You know, it lingers. Uh, it's certainly nothing to write home about, but it's also not bad. Cloaks, I mean, Cloaks over there, it's like, I've had so much worse. <laughs> so had so much better. And uh, Penelope, have you ever had any of the wines in your town before, being the shut-in you are? No, absolutely not. It... And actually, I was about to say that um, if my character could kind of like tug at her like sleeve and ask her for some water and seeds for her bird before she walked out ah! because that is not normally what she would drink. Uh, so we'll say you didn't catch the half-elf in time the first time they walked away but when they come mm -hmm. back with everything you're just kind of like feed water it kind of gives you this puzzled look and then looks at the raven and again ah! yes I'll be right back <laughs> leaves 
what are you? What is the intent for you guys right now? Are you just gonna sort of chill in the inn, or uh, like you're just gonna kind of chill until nighttime? I actually think I've devised plan? a plan, and I, I think I want to run him by everybody. All right. Uh, as much as I'd like to genuinely catch Adonis off guard by doing this later, um, Adonis, uh, and I, I look at him, sizing him up. I've already started drinking, so um, keep in mind that liquor is involved, whether it be, I mean, you know, Theron's a big guy, but he doesn't hold his liquor very well. It's unfortunate. He's a lightweight. He's a lightweight. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he's yeah, above average constitution. You know, he, he is above average constitution. However, um, he kind of takes pride in being able to get drunk for cheap. That's what he puts it off as. Um, but anyway, uh, show Adonish. Yes. Oh, uh, you you said that uh, we could go in when they were uh, when they were meditating at night. Also, I, thank I you for the three hundred bits. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's go in. <laughs> we could camp out and see if you know there's a suspicious figure. Lurking around. That is true. Uh, I was thinking that, you know, maybe we could distract the shopkeep uh, and let our friend Autor maybe have a look Fuck. around, have a look see in the back. We could. Sounds like a good plan. So I was thinking about wrestling in the streets. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about wrestling? Friendly, of course. It would be my pleasure. The first time I saw you, I was intimidated. But now, I'm glad I met you. Oh, likewise. Likewise, friend. A toast to uh, wrestling. A toast to wrestling. <laughs> the light wooden gluk of your goblets clacking together. Two distractions. <laughs> and that being said, um, dearest sweet child Penelope, uh, <laughs> I, I know not a lot about you, but I've noticed that you're rather timid. potentially add to the show if you were maybe uh, distraught, a distraught onlooker. Or you could help Otto. Be as a damsel in distress. You two men fighting over such a lovely lady. She kind of looks over at Donna. I'm looking at her with a thumbs up like <laughs> Always. So it sounds like that plan is amusing. So sounds like everybody's on board. When do you intend to execute this plan? Shall we say before meditation? I don't maybe, know. Maybe maybe slightly before. Like like uh what's a what's a reasonable time to kinda like have gone out and start start drinking, you know, we pretend we both kind of liquored up a little bit. 
Um, hmm. Bear with me. I need to draw the connections here. I'm, I don't do quick maths. Humans, real world humans, I mean, you would probably consider that 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. And elves need half the sleep we do, so if we cut that in half, probably around 11 p.m. midnight-ish. Sure. If you wanted, um, actually, with Penelope's knowledge and Penelope's first-hand knowledge of being an elf and the rest of you having traveled enough to have met other elves, you know that if the, the goal is to, like, get a crowd, especially get his attention, it might be best to do it either right before the meditation or right after the meditation starts. Something that will force people to try to acknowledge what's going on. Sure. Okay. Um, should we perhaps ask the the wait staff or the bartender some maybe they have some more insight into what could be going on have they heard some things about the local trade or perhaps we could buy around for the wait staff <laughs> uh, as he says that you see all of the wait staff look over in your direction and then look back at the bar um, Penelope you remember your mother told you when she was like, you're going. She told you that he hasn't told anybody except your mother because he and your mother are pretty good friends. Mm -hmm. At that point, the innkeeper just goes, one, and you only get it when your shift is over. She looks over at you. Better pay, stranger. Of course, of course, madam. Penelope, cool, you yeah. look like you have something to say. Ah! <laughs> I was actually about to ask you, because I was like, well, before then we went to the run. Um, I know my raven. Um, she, she has, like, the ability to mimic. Could Penelope make the raven scream to attract the attention that they need? To the degree that you guys want, possibly not. Let me check one thing, actually. Uh, to the degree you want to draw as much attention as you want, no. Okay. For all intents and purposes, it's a standard raven. Nothing special about it. Okay, got it. We could ask the waitstaff if they've heard any rumors from their local clientele of possible, just maybe of the stuff that might be disappearing, or just if there's anything else that might be going on in the town. Sure. As you go to finish that sentence and take a bite of your bread, Cloak, Penelope's Raven, darts off her shoulder and snatches the bread out of your hand. Uh, I was going to eat that. Oh, the fellow seems hungry. Ah! <laughs> Calls at you in a very 
fuck you kind of way. <laughs> Bastard. Ah, you might not hey. want to upset uh, it. Those things have a very fine memory. I, I apologize. I, I will pay for your bread and ask for more. Uh, could she just at the waitress to get more? Yeah. Like, it's like some sort of garden of olives. They I was about to say, what kind one. of olive garden is this? Do we not get unlimited breadsticks? <laughs> keep bringing you the little small cubes of bread. <laughs> so, uh, sounds like the plan is set. Uh... You have uh, you have the time frame you want to execute it. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss about this plan, or anything else that you would like to accomplish at this point in time? Uh, uh, ask the wait staff if yeah. there's like any rumors or anything that would be going on, like later in the night. Well, we okay. just bought them a round of drinks. We should probably <laughs> ask while we're on their good side. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, hmm. It gives us advantage, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no advantage, but... <laughs> well, shot. Uh, yeah, so roll me... an investigation check. Close. Oh, well, hot damn. <laughs> well, let's go. Look at the back-to-back nat 20 investigation. <laughs> well, I will never not reward a nat 20. <laughs> Most of the staff, as you ask, like, hey, you know, we bought you a drink. What have you heard? <laughs> um, <laughs> most Come of them... Here. Most of them don't really have anything to report. They're just kind of like nothing. Like there's no there's no rumors. It's a small town. You're one of them. You're like, have you heard any rumors? Anything? Anyway, what's the goings on around here? She just goes, bad gas travels fast in a small town, and leaves. And you're like, that was nowhere near as formal as any <laughs> other answer we've gotten. What's going on there? Uh, the last one that you ask, however. Uh, it turns out to be the one that's actually waiting on you. It goes, well, I, I've sort of heard, you know, some of the things you've been saying. That those those shopkeepers that you talked about, I hear they used to travel together, like as adventurers, and that they they got into some pretty crazy stuff. And you're like, yeah, that's information that we already fucking had. I do appreciate the information from you. If there's anything else, don't hesitate to come inform us. Well, I heard. I heard they left because they, um. <clears throat> you know. You know what? Shared a sleeping bag? 
as is uh, normal, of course. This wet dish towel just <laughs> right on his face. He goes, ah, she goes, what did I tell you about spreading those lies? Dishes now. And he goes in the back, pulling the towel off. He's like, oh, covered in ale. We don't have ale here, you idiot. That's meat. Forgive the little one. Doesn't know what he's talking about. The two of them never shared a sleeping bag. I don't know why he tells us rumors. Is there anything else we're getting for you, or can we settle up the bill? I think, uh, yes, we can settle the bill. Well, if you want to keep having these drinks and the bread and any... Any food will be additional, but a single gold piece will cover you for the everything you've had so far, and a bit more. I'll, I'll, I'll give up one of my gold pieces. Alright. Head in your character sheet, mark off gold piece, you hand that over. I'll have refills coming right away. Thank you very much. Thank you. From somebody else. Alright, anything else? Um... Nothing in particular, but I think that uh, when we get ready to leave, uh, I would like to spill a bit of wine on myself. Okay. Just enough to get the scent on me, you know. All right. Anyone else? Anything else? I'd like to eat the bread without the crow taking it from me. <laughs> you get your next piece you of bread. bread. You get your next piece of bread. And as you go into your mouth... <laughs> right, yes, Theron, for our performance later, uh, please do mind the math. Of Should course. not be unmasked. Thank you. 